This is Here in the City. I'm Sarah Harris, and we are here with Dr. Anna-Marie Francois, who is the interim director of the teacher education program at UCLA's Graduate School for Education and Information Studies. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're continuing a conversation that we've been having on our program about public education, specifically in the city of Los Angeles. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how your program works at UCLA, because I know it's unique in the sense that you spend a lot of time with teachers at public schools here in this city. Right. The teacher education program at UCLA is focused on urban schooling in Los Angeles. And so when a student first comes to us, they spend their first quarter coming to know the community that they're going to be doing their student teaching in. So let's say that community is South Los Angeles. From the time we start an orientation week through the fall quarter, they do ethnographic studies on South L.A., on the neighborhood immediately surrounding their school. So they interview parents, they interview teachers, they interview business owners and everyday people on the street to get a sense of what is this community about What does it value? What are the assets that we can bring into the classroom? And then what are the challenges that our kids and our families face that prevent them from really having access to the curriculum? Because as you know, in these schools, they're low-performing school. In South L.A., a social studies teacher might take that community knowledge and have her students go out and do a similar inquiry into the community and identify what are some of those key issues, how are they historically situated, and then what can we do as youth in the community to address those issues. And the whole social studies curriculum would be wrapped around identifying the issue, investigating the issue, and and answering and advocating for themselves so that they feel some sense of empowerment. Because I really do believe that our youth in Los Angeles feel very disempowered, and they feel as though my parents are victims of poverty, my parents are victims of a poor education, my grandparents are victims of poverty, were victims of poor education, and that's what's going to happen to me. And I don't see a future for myself. So our job really is to change that mindset among young people so that they do see that they have a voice and they have the potential to act on their own behalf. And really, what is a curriculum if it's not to help them do that? How do parents um, and and administrators at the schools that you're working respond to that um, participation from incoming teachers, teachers who are learning from your program? It's tough. We're in an environment right now where um, accountability in public schools is tied to a very standard curriculum. And teachers are feeling pressured not to practice the craft of teaching and the art of teaching, but rather to deliver a curriculum that's going to lead to a student being able to answer the questions on a test well. And I have to be honest that sometimes our, our graduates and our students are considered to be agitators, and they are considered to be teaching off the script. Um, But then there are spaces in L.A. where that's exactly the kind of student that they want. That's exactly the kind of teacher that they want at those schools. They want teachers that are going to have their students really think. And they want teachers who are going to help their students figure out their place in the world and how to change conditions around them. 
So, you know, it's a hard sell sometimes. We've had some schools tell us, we don't want your students coming here to do student teaching because, um, what was the word that they used? They're troublemakers, I think was the word that I heard the other day. And um, those spaces are probably not the best spaces for our teachers because that's not the kind, you know, those are the teachers that we're trying to develop. And we think that those are the kinds of teachers that, that have that social justice ideology and this disposition towards social action that will really help change teaching and learning in Los Angeles. So, um, Dr. Francois, you yourself have written about and worked a lot on social justice issues in the classroom. And I'm wondering in the very real possibility that the Los Angeles Unified School District implements this um, increase in classroom size that they've already approved, um, what the effect might be in terms of being able, well, it's twofold. One, in terms of what, you know, the experience is for students, for the kids in the classroom, to have a classroom that's a little bit or just that much bigger, but also what's the experience like for new teachers? I mean, how do you train them to be able to juggle and manage that much more energy and interest and personality in a room? Well, first of all, I mean, I don't want to bash LA Unified because I think that these are responses that all school districts are having to face given the recent budget cuts. So the issue really is not about um, – it affects class size, it affects resources, but it really is about funding. So I want to separate those two things out, first of all. But it, I think what we should be thinking about is it, given that class size is going to increase, what can we do – to make sure that even in the midst of a large group of students, each individual student is known, each individual student is paid attention to, and each individual student has the opportunity to succeed. So in my mind, as a the director of a teacher education program, I see opportunities for us to partner with schools because we have at our disposal, teacher ed programs have at their disposal hundreds of teacher candidates who have strong content knowledge from the get-go. So they know, you know, the math teachers, they know their algebra, they know their geometry. In my mind, one of the solutions for this increase in class size, given that it's not going to decrease, okay, I'm just going to, let's just say it's not going to decrease, is why not have developing teachers and master or experienced teachers in the same classroom? So in essence, you've got two teachers who now can work with a group of 24 or 30 students. The teacher in training is learning in kind of an apprenticeship model of teaching from a veteran teacher. And the kids in the classroom have access to an additional person who is actually good at what they do. And then long term, that student teacher then, when she gets he or she gets her own classroom, they have a higher level of skill to take with them. Is that unusual? There's actually a movement now um, called the Urban Teacher Residency Programs, which is situating teacher prep in that model, the apprentice model. And UCLA currently has a similar model with LAUSD with a small group of innovative schools in Los Angeles where we place our secondary mathematics and secondary science teachers with a mentor teacher and those two individuals 
teach that class, those classes together for the entire year. And anecdotally, I can tell you that those children in those classrooms are benefiting so much from having two qualified adults in the classroom teaching them. And our students are benefiting because they're being saturated in the art and craft of teaching. And there's someone next to them every single day for the entire school day, for the entire school year, that's getting, giving them constant feedback and constant modeling on their teaching. And, you know, we can argue about funding. We can argue about increased class size. We can argue about um, teacher accountability. We can argue about scripted curriculum. We can argue about all of that. And I think we should. I mean, if you're pressing for social justice, you absolutely have to have your um, education and policy leaders held accountable. But in the meantime, kids can't wait. They need good teaching today. They don't need, they don't have the time or the luxury to wait for tax reform to take place, for, um, you know, these multiple measures of teacher effectiveness to take place, for the unions to come up with a new way to evaluate teachers. Kids don't have the luxury of time. They have one shot. And so we've got to come up with innovative ways to work within the system while at the same time challenging the conditions that make teaching and learning in urban schools so difficult. Dr. Francois, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you so much.